But this afternoon we want to focus on the second part and the second reason why Jesus died on the cross. Jesus didn't only die on the cross for our sins, but he was also bruised in his body to buy us healing. We're going to be praying for you. The last five weeks, we've had three outreaches that spent for eight days at a time. Starting in Ivory Park. And then we went to you don't know what this is. Orange Farm. And we ended up at Baraguana. We saw many people getting healed and one of the things that I feel we must get back as the church is to take time to pray for the sick. I know, Bazalana, this thing of praying for the sick in some places that you've seen, people are abusing it and telling lies of things that never happened or using it to get money from people. And so sometimes we can stay away from something that is really of God. But I really have felt that we cannot preach the gospel in its fullness if we do not go into the area of ministering to the sick. Anytime Jesus gave his disciples an assignment to preach, he would always say, preach, but also pray for the sick. And I believe today, whatever your condition, no matter how long you've been sick, God's going to touch your life. Can I hear an amen in the house? In the last outreach, we had a teenage girl who, when we prayed, she stood in the gap for us to pray for her mother. The mother wasn't there, but she phoned the mother during the prayer and as we prayed the mother the following day received a call where she was called to come and work the following week why don't you give the Lord a big hand another lady who her sister had bad headaches because of the eye problems she had when I spoke about God healing people's eyes and through the word of knowledge, I talked about this person whose eyes were giving problems and there was, she had headaches. That lady wasn't in the service, but her sister was in the service. And the sister afterwards phoned her to tell her that I had prayed for her. And as she spoke to her, the healing power of God came upon her life. Can I hear an Amen. And the bonus was her son received Christ that night and got saved. I said, you're going to be healed today in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that in this house? A young guy as well came who says, yeah, he was a sophisticated drunkard. Do you remember him? He said, I was a sophisticated drunkard and I, was, I had a lot of depression. 
But I preached a message on hope deferred that makes the heart sick. And he came forward, that young man, and was delivered by God. We had people whose eyes were, were, were healed. The one that really interested me was the lady whose eyes were healed. And after the service, she drove all the way to Tlaxdorp without her glasses. And she had been wearing glasses for many years. If you have eye problems, God's going to touch you here today in the name of Jesus. There's an old lady who also had a problem. I remember when I was praying, I talked about this person who had a fungus. And this fungus would cut her feet to smell. Two people got healed from that or free from that. It was an, a man who was freed from that. He was at home and got healed from that. And there was an elderly lady who got healed. She came and told us that she even used to have blisters on her feet. And after many years of using all kinds of uh, things on her feet, God touched her life. Can I hear an amen? And then we had a guy who was working in our parking in our security who got a job. And the best one for me was one of our young girls in our church who had studied LLB but how now completed to qualify because she never was called to serve articles by a company. After many years, at that outreach, when we prayed, she was called to go and serve articles. Can I hear an amen? So, I, wa- I, wa- I want to ask some of you, when your usher shows you where to sit, you better not say no because they may take you to court. Maybe you have been served by somebody who's a lawyer you don't know. But today, I want to preach very briefly and shortly from Isaiah 53, verse 3 to verse 5. In the NIV, it reads, talking about Jesus, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities. Somebody say surely. Tell your neighbor surely. Tell your other neighbor surely. Tell your other neighbor surely. It says surely he took up our infirmities. He carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God. Smitten and afflicted by God. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement that brought us peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. Can I hear an amen in the house? Can I hear another amen in the house? Isaiah the prophet, when he spoke these words, He was prophesying about the Messiah, Jesus who would be coming. And he's outlining that when Jesus would come, he would come in our place. The Bible says he took our infirmities. He carried our sorrows. 
He says, this Jesus, who was rejected by men, he was a man of sorrows, a man of grief. He was a man from whom when you saw him, you would hide your face. Many people don't really fully understand the reason why Jesus came. It's not just a symbol that he came. He came because God understands that you and I, for our lives to be made whole, we need our sins forgiven, we need our bodies healed, we need poverty to be driven away from us, we need to be freed from demonic powers, we need to have our relationships healed, we need to walk out in the fullness of our destiny, because God understands you. And so when Jesus came, as Pastor Ray was saying, he came as a man of compassion. He came as a man of great love. And during his earthly ministry, he tried to demonstrate to people the character of God. Because so many people really don't understand the character of God. People know that God is able. Nobody denies that God has power. But many people, even if they know God has power, they don't think that the power of God is actually meant for them. They know God can touch others. They know God can heal others. But when it comes to them, they seem to have an impression that God has something against them. You may be here today suffering from sickness, suffering from disease. Maybe you've prayed and you didn't receive. Now you've come to a conclusion that maybe God doesn't want to heal you. And many people, they misunderstand the love that God has for them. See, God loves you. And God's love is not a love of words. God's compassion is not just shame as kiss. But compassion looks at your condition. And compassion finds a way to bring deliverance, healing, soundness, wholeness to your condition. You are not here by mistake. You are not here by chance. You are not here because you have nothing to do. You are here because God knows about you. He knows your name. He knows your trouble. He knows your sickness. He knows your disease. Not only does he know your problem. Not only does he know your disease. God wants to touch you. God wants to heal you. God wants to deliver you. God wants to set you free. God wants you when you leave this place to be healed, saved, changed because that's why Jesus came. On this Sunday, when we talk about his resurrection, it's not just words we use. This is something that is real that even applies today. So Jesus, Isaiah tells us, he carried our sorrows. He carried our grief. He took all these things on himself. In other words, 
Jesus took what was supposed to come to us. Jesus carried what we were supposed to carry. And because he carried it, you don't need to carry it. And because he suffered it, you don't need to suffer it. Jesus became our substitute. Tell your neighbor, Jesus became your substitute. You know, we grew up in that time, Bishop, you remember in our time, Anirli Mahipi. You remember those days, Anirli Mahipi, ne? We used to have big hair, you know, and as you can see, old things have passed away now, and all things have become new and bold. Bless the Lord. We used to wear bell-bottom pants. Did you wear bell-bottoms as well? And we used to wear platform shoes. You remember those platform shoes? You couldn't walk in those shoes like some ladies can't walk in their shoes today, yeah? And then, you know, we used to listen to pop music. And there was a song that was released in pop music where the main stanza, they would sing, I'll be your substitute. You remember? I'll be your substitute. Do, 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 do. Wherever you want me. Oh, oh, don't you know I'll be your substitute? Mm-hmm. Wherever you need me. Oh, oh. oh, you thought I don't know how to do pop music. You can see now. And this song was an interesting song because this girl or this guy was talking about somebody they were in love with. But this person who was in love with them dumped them. Zing-zonged them. Anybody who has been dumped or zing-zonged? How many of you are sitting next to somebody who has been dumped? Sorry. And so this guy, this girl composed this song for this lover and said, what's about king? Even if you have dumped me, I still don't mind to be your spare wheel. Whenever you want me, I'll be there. I know you don't love me. I don't mind even if you give me half attention. I'll be your substitute. It was a funny song. But you know, Jesus, listen to me, became your substitute. Yeah. Listen to this. He became your substitute by taking your sorrows and your grief. Now listen to this. The word sorrows in the Old Testament means anguish and pain. Jesus took your pain, your anguish, and became your substitute. The word grief is translated in the Bible malady, sickness, and disease. So Jesus, watch this now, took your malady, your sickness, your disease, your pain. And the Bible says in verse 4, surely, somebody say surely. Say it again. (laughs) Say it again. Say it like you believe it. Tell two neighbors, shout to them, say surely. What does the word surely mean? 
What does the word surely mean? What does it mean? Certainly. For certain. What does surely mean? Fundis. Ingongo. What does surely mean? It's true. Truly, truly. What does the word surely mean? Rakta, rakta. I hear you. What does the surely mean? Now listen to this God who cannot lie God who always Speaks the truth And cannot lie When it comes to talking about Your healing Your deliverance He so wants you to get it He so wants you to be assured that he has done something for you that God has to say to you through God surely 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 God says I want you to understand what I'm about to tell you has happened for sure no questions about it you don't have to pray about it you don't have to fast to get it you don't have to beg for it you don't have to cry for it but it is yours surely. Somebody say surely. Somebody say surely. No, no, it says it says surely he has borne B-O-R-N-E. He has borne your grief and your sorrow. Now, that word born in Hebrew is the word N-A-S-A. What does the word N-A-S-A? How do you pronounce it? Oh, I can't hear you. N-A-S-A. How do you pronounce it? I can't hear you. Now, when you talk about NASA, what do you remember? Well, in America, they have a place where they have a space station. At that space station, they launch rockets into space. Watch this now. And when a rocket is being launched into space, they do countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. So the word born, watch this now. It means to take away, to lift up. To bear away. So Jesus took your sickness, <laughs> took your disease. That word born means to convey. Now, I don't know how many of you have seen in the mines. When they show you a picture of the mines, they show you certain conveyor belts. How many of you know what a conveyor belt is? You see this thing that's moving where they take the ground, the soil, and they put it on the conveyor belt. And this belt, because it's moving, whatever they put on it, it carries it and it takes it away. Ah, listen. Jesus, (laughs) when it came to your sickness, when it came to your disease, God took your pain. God took your malady. God took your sickness. And he put it on Jesus. And Jesus carried it on the cross. 
But not only did he carry it like a conveyor belt, he took it away. And God says, surely your sickness has been taken away. That word means to convey. It means, what's this? To remove to a distance. The picture we have in the Old Testament is when God told them to bring sacrifices in the book of Leviticus. He would also tell them at some times, they must bring a goat. Mamela. They must bring a goat. And when that goat is brought, they shouldn't, they shouldn't do anything with that goat. But they must lay their hands on that goat and transfer all their sickness, their disease, their bodies, their senyamas, their hoponsiwa, their witchcraft. They must transfer it through the laying on of hands on this goat. And then they must take this goat outside the city and they must open the gates and let this goat wander away into the outside city. By doing that, it meant the goat carried their disease, carried their sickness, carried their bad luck, carried their bodies, took it away outside the city where it would finally die. Listen to me. Jesus Christ, when he was taken outside the city and taken to the mountain called Golgotha, he was like that scapegoat who took your sin, who took your disease, who took your senyamas, who took your bodies, and he was taken outside of the city to carry it away. And God says, surely, 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 he has taken your sickness. He has taken your disease. But that word also talks about him taking away your heaviness. I'm surprised these days as we talk to people how there are so many people who are suffering from the diseases of the psychological area. People suffering from depression, low self-esteem, people who feel hopeless, helpless, they want to end their lives. You couldn't think so. That in a time like this, when some people's lives could be better in certain instances, people should not be going around banally stress. How many of you are sitting next to somebody on banally stress? That's why I was amen on banally stress. You know, for me, what I found even very difficult to understand, and it really breaks my heart, anyway, is when I see young people, banally 16, le 20, banally stress. Yeah. Look at your young person now, I'm going to say, I'm stress. I'm smiling next to you, I'm stress. But the reason people, banally stress, is because they have not learned how to take their problems, how to take their stress and put it on Jesus and let Jesus carry it away for them. I was preaching in Sosanguve yesterday after the services here. I went to preach Sosanguve. And I was telling them there, I said, you know, 
If I didn't learn as a young Christian to give my problems to God and commit my problems to God, right now I think as a pastor. Because running a church is not easy at all. Look at your neighbor and say, at all. At all. Think about this, Barcelona. This event, every year we have it. This event costs a lot of money. There's a lot of planning. Not only is the planning, we must also have you come to fill the place. Hey! Not only you, we must deal with the weather. Every year, I'm telling you, every year, every year, I have to deal with that. Sometimes I want to say to God, God, we are not going to the stadium. Mara, hamaya olaela, swansuyet. an event like this because of its size there's bound to be several things that don't go well if I hadn't learned to take my burdens take my problems give them to Jesus I think I wouldn't even be able to sleep at night and some of you boyfriend What will you do the day you run a multinational company that, that has to deal in millions of rents? How much worry and anxiety are you going to have? I learned from the Bible in the book of Philippians when the Bible says, do not worry, do not have any anxiety about anything. But in everything, by prayer and definite requests, let your requests be made known unto God. And here and the peace of God, the peace of God, the peace of God will guard your heart and guard your mind. Let the peace of God guard you in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen in the house? Oh, yeah. That's why you see us during the praise. We praise better than some of you young people. You know why? I'm in a stress. Because I heard when I studied, it's been proven that 98% of things that we worry about never happen. 98%. 98 out of 100 of what you worry about never happens. So you are so worried that's why you week so you know eh. look at your neighbor and say what a shock I've learned that God is bigger than my problems I've learned that God can solve my problems better than anybody I don't have to tell somebody about my problems And that's why you see during the time of praise, I dance like there's no tomorrow. 
I cannot stress him for it. I'm always happy, not because of me, but because he told me, surely, 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 surely. Let me close, Bazalon. Let me close, Bazalon. Because Jesus died for you, you have a right to walk in healing. I didn't hear your amen. I said you have a right to walk in healing. I grew up as a very sickly child. My sisters are here, they will tell you. It was by a sickle, my brother. Flu, headaches, ear infections. Damn it, I used none to get cast on. But I'm going to tell you that I'm going to tell 1978, when I received Christ as a 17-year-old boy, I read in the Bible, in the book of Matthew, that if you have faith, you can ask God to help you. I prayed. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. Some of you, you must get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. You must be sick and tired of always when you must get sick and tired of being an RMS capsule. You must get sick and tired of always being weak. God says, Let the weak say, I am strong. And by the grace of God, I can tell you, when I look at the, what Jesus can do, how God can take a sick young man, give him strength. On Friday, after the two services we had here, I went and I preached at Ivory Park. Yesterday, after the two services we had here, I went and preached Kososhanguve. I came home at half past 11 last night. Today, here I am, dancing better than some of you 20-year-olds, but unless stress. It's not because of natural strength. But it's because he touched me. He touched me. By God's grace, tomorrow, 3rd of April, 2018, I'll be celebrating 57 years. Listen. not because of some special ngoma the only ngoma I have is Jesus the same Jesus young man who will heal your sick body as a young man in this place you are 17 years old you've been diagnosed with a heart condition